The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memory of artillery drummer Joshua Madsen and Dark Angel guitarist Jim Durkin. Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Kareen, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Record Shopping Day episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 734, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron, and dear listeners, you... Um, I'm sorry, these headphones are having a weird delay, so that's why I'm talking weird. But anyway, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the... Good folks at True Call Coffee, T R V E K V L T Coffee.com. Um, go out there, possess yourself a cup today. This is coffee that is made by metalheads for metalheads. It's not some huge conglomerate. It's not some giant company relabeling with a cool label so somebody can partner and sell something. This is the real deal people so go out there check them out true call coffee t-r-v-e-k-v-l-t coffee.com and you know it's just great to support another fellow metalhead right because he's just mm. a dude raising his family and loves metal and coffee so that's what's happening so right on right on yeah what's going on with you snowman <laughs> Well, I was just thinking as we sat down, and it's like, oh, I hope Aaron remembers all the reads and all of our addresses dude, and all me that. Too. Because, dude, it's so good to hear from you again. It's been Likewise. like a month. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, like I was telling you before we started, I don't remember the last time we talked, but I know it's been a long time. And it's just been a whirlwind, right? Because, you know, mm-hmm. we're we're getting the old house packed up getting ready to move into this house and I, I honestly probably until monday i felt like i hadn't stopped for the past month <laughs> well that's that that's what happens with moving yeah. i've moved my family all over the city i've moved my sister my brother all my friends in-laws yeah it's 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 a thing it's Ooh, definitely it's a, a thing. lot yeah it's a lot dude <laughs> 
and and you never really know just how much stuff you have until it's moving day. Yeah. And then it's like, what the what the hell did we get all this stuff? What's going on here? Let's have a garage sale. Well, and and that's the thing is like we were donating things, we were selling things, I was giving things away. I'm going to talk about that in my metal fix. Um, like I sold a guitar through all this. And I know you're like, oh, one guitar. Believe it or not, that one guitar has made a big difference in the space in my guitar closet right now. So wow. it, it it has helped, right? That was important. But that that was going to be my next question. How all of your guitars made the, you know, successfully made the move? There was no casualties. Oh yeah, yeah. Because those were all personally moved by me. Um, to my mother-in-law's house, who's you know now right next door, mm-hmm. um, and like I think probably like the night you and I last talked, I would have started taking all the guitars over there, and so they've been there for a while. I only kept one at my in my house because I was going to go crazy if I couldn't play anything, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, everything. Like, honestly, the, the move went really well. Like, everything really, really came out fine. You know, a couple of things were damaged here and there, but it was nothing, like, nothing catastrophic, you know. Um, the moving company we hired, for anybody who is in the South Carolina area, uh, they're called Tighten Up Moving. I do. Oh. I highly <clears throat> recommend these guys because it's, it's like a two man show, but they have a roster of people they hire based on the gig and they're good people. They hire good people. And it, it felt less like we'd hired a company to help us move and more like we were paying, you know, close friends and family to help us out. You know, they're just Mm -hmm. great people, easy to talk to just really, really wonderful people. Excellent, excellent. And more than more than once throughout the last month, because it's like I hear a friend is moving. It's reflex. What can I do? How how can I help? And it's like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry I can't get to South Carolina <laughs> to help Aaron move, but ah, you know, because well, I would have been there. It would have been great to have your help, but honestly, now is when I could really use it. Sifting through all the stuff in my studio. Ah. Because even if we just sit here and talk and you flip through my records while I figure out where the hell Cable X goes, right. um, that that's a big mental help, just having somebody with me while I go through that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, because I help with the grunt work. I don't help pack. I don't help unpack. Mrs. Snowy does that. But your record collection, your your magazines, your instruments. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah, Dude, you you'd you'd have a field day flipping through the stuff I have here. Oh, definitely. And we could just shoot the shit while you know, mm-hmm. while I unpack. Because <laughs> like I can't remember if I told you, but but this this house like we downsized not necessarily on purpose. It was because this house is more based on the location than anything else. But it's about four hundred square foot less. Um, so my studio is smaller. But I love it, right? Like, I really, I, I like the space. I like the way it's laid out. And I, I just, I don't know. 
I am that guy that has a back a backup cable and then three backups for that backup. Right. Like, like uh, okay. <laughs> I'm ready for everything to go wrong. Like one of my old bosses once, dude, we were, we were, we were doing some project and it was a pretty high level project where there's a lot of eyes on it. A lot of higher ups looking at it. And he's like, what happens if this happens? I'm like, oh, no problem. We're going to do this. Okay, well, what about if this, oh, no problem, I got this. And then finally, he just starts laughing. And I'm like, what? He's like, I made those last three up. How are you possibly prepared for that? <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, you told me this is important. I'm making sure nothing goes wrong, you know? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you you throw it, I'll catch it. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's the that's the gig, man. That's what we do. So and right on. Well, I'm so glad to have you back at this gig. I missed hanging with you every week, but I understand that um, you know life life gets in the way. As a matter of fact, you know I don't know how if you've noticed, but it's like, okay, I'm going to have to call in some substitutes and all that for the next month. And I, after we did the, the last episode, I kind of took a week off and then I tapped our good buddies from the wrestling night in Canada podcast, our, our sister show here on the shining wizards network, Mr. Ducky and Mr. Mr. Matt Copper. We recorded the episode down in his studio the show has never sounded so good <laughs> that's awesome you know? man yeah it was absolutely fantastic but then it's like okay what are we going to do for the next couple weeks you know before aaron shows back up well matt with his recording time got 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 really busy and of course Duck, ducky's in a couple bands and we all got to work we have relationships and all that so i said to myself you know what after 16 years of this hectic schedule because you know when it comes to doing programs like this nobody sees what goes on behind the scenes there's a yeah. lot of work there's a lot of prep there's a lot of phone tag there's a lot of emails there's 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 a lot going into that so i decided you know what until aaron comes back i think i'm just going to take a little bit of a vacation well, kind I of think that's recharge yeah you've earned it dude Oh, I like to think so. <laughs> I like to think so. But I'm stoked. It's Friday night as we speak. I got a kick-ass weekend coming up. I got a concert tomorrow night. Uh, my Brandon Weekings hockey team is in town to play our Winnipeg Ice and all that. So it's it's going to be an awesome week. And we're starting it off just like I like to with some fireballs in my death uh, scream bloody gore mug and i'm ready to rock so how about we do that with this week's mandatory metal segment courtesy of the good folks that true uh, cobalt coffee i'm going to have mm, kind of a kick-ass metal fix here because i'm just gonna kind of you know pick and choose some stuff that's you know from the last couple weeks that's kind of been going on so i'll get to it Right now, I found a really cool vinyl copy of a Zombified Carnage, a Slaughter, and Death from the good folks at Old Gold Vintage Vinyl 
here in Winnipeg. Um, I'm so jealous I, of that shop that you have because I follow them on Instagram now because of you. Right. And the stuff they post, dude. Yeah, I know. Oh. I, have, uh, I gotta have a I gotta have a talk with Brent about it because he puts the new stuff. Okay. Every week, Friday at noon when I'm at work and I can't. You know, I can't justify book, uh, booking a day, a concert, yes, but I can't call up my work and say, yeah, I can't make it in today. I got to go to the record shop. Well, <laughs> <laughs> now, if if I was kind of like the, the manager or whatever, I would totally understand. Well, just coming later, you know, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just don't see. I don't, I, don't, I don't see my branch manager. Oh, yeah, Snowy, no problem. So he puts this stuff out Friday and he justifiably doesn't do any holds first day or, you know, he'll get pounded with phone calls. Can you hold this? Can you hold this? Can you hold this? And there's no guarantee that those people are going to come in to get it. So I have got my eye on a, on a couple records that he's putting out today, but I, I got to be there first thing when they open tomorrow morning. So maybe I'll take it easy on the Lemmys tonight to make sure that I'm up and at them bright and early to get my records. And like I said, one of those kick-ass records was a awesome vinyl copy of a Zombified. So let's, you know what? Let's go with the title track for tonight's uh, mandatory metal segment for the good folks at True Cavalt Coffee. This is Zombified with Carnage, Slaughter, and Death. Yeah! 
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. All right, dude, I'm going to sit back, pour myself another drink here, and uh, let's get caught up here with our metal fix. Absolutely, man. I'm cracking my second beer tonight, mm. which is the most I've drank in weeks. Um, so we're moving. I was telling you, you know, we're selling things, donating things, all that sort of stuff. Um, I have, well, had a few thousand CDs. Uh-huh. And I'm not exaggerating, right? Uh, I, I, I believe it. I, I used to have a rack that took up an entire wall in my house to hold everything, mm-hmm. you know, and that got damaged by, um, you know, flooding our basement, our old house, all this sort of stuff. So the CDs were in bins and they've been out in my garage for the last nine years. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, man. I need to get these out. Like I need to sell these. Right. And I went through and I kept a bunch. Like I went through and I, I looked at them. I said, okay, if streaming goes away and this is the only way to listen to music is on a CD, what can't I live without? And I've still got a few hundred. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> like, like, like I pared down a lot, but it's still, a lot, you know, like, like for a lot of people are like, wow, I don't know if I've ever had that many, you know, but, um, remember the kid that I told you I met at the Henry Rollins show. Yeah. Okay. So him and I have been talking and I'm like, you know what? He's really into CDs. I'm like, dude, why don't you come over here and take first crack at these? And because I was going through and I picked stuff out that I thought he'd like, and dude, he was like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> There's stuff he's finding. He's like, dude, I've been looking for this for years. Like, you can't even find these anymore. You know, like all, mm. all kinds of just crazy, weird, rare punk stuff. And he's like, well, where'd you even get this? I'm like, well, I picked this one up at this show. I picked this up at this show. This was handed to me in a parking lot. You know, just all, all this random stuff. So he ended up taking probably about two thirds of my CDs. Wow. Yeah, which is fantastic. And I remember trying to help him load it into his car. The <laughs> box was so heavy, you know, and trying to get that stuff over. Um, so, yeah, and it, and it just made my day, you know, because originally I'm like, I'm like, ah, you know, I'll charge you some money for it. And then finally I'm like, dude, just take him. It's because him. Okay. he's just, he's a good kid. He really appreciates it. Like, Watching him comb through these things, he's like, whoa, like he knew every little detail. And I'm like, okay, this is a serious collector. Like this is somebody that really appreciates this. I'm just like, no, take it because Mm -hmm. this is where I want those, right? They, they don't need to be in a garage. They need to be with somebody that's going to listen and love them. You know, they're going to a good home. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so Aiden's got two thirds of my CDs. He also bought one of my guitars. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that makes me feel better too. Um, Cause it's like, Oh good. It's kind of staying in the family a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully once I get this studio clean up, he's going to get back over here and we'll get his lessons going again. So yeah, right that, that was the first thing. And that's, that, that's one of those things where, it was really hard to get rid of those because I've been collecting them over a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, they went to the right place, you know. 
So, all right. Now, next, Daikaiju. You remember that band I talked about? Yes. So, yeah. discovered them like out of the blue, I think, thanks to Bandcamp. And um, they just put out a new album this year. I pre-ordered it on Bandcamp. You can now stream it like on iTunes and all the other stream platforms. It is called Phase 3, and it's fantastic. I absolutely love it. It's instrumental surf, right? The art's all kaiju-themed. The titles are all Mm -hmm. kaiju-themed. And it's it's just great. Like, I, I just absolutely love it. I love the sounds. I love what they're doing. And I really hope that they come through here. Oh, oh yeah. And wait till I tell you about who I missed. But we'll get there. Ah. All right. Next up was our annual Comic-Con. Ah, uh, right on. Every, every February, at the end of February, every year, uh, Captain's Comics here hosts a, um, their, their Comics Expo. And that's something my son and I go to. And it's funny because I remember his first one where he was just so overwhelmed and just wasn't sure what to do. And I'm like, oh, he's not going to want to go back. And then he wanted to go back the next year. The next year he loved it. And now he just he looks forward to it every year to, to where his birthday when, you know, the, my wife is asking like, well, you know, what do you want for birthday? He's like, I just want money so I can to spend it at the Captain's Comics because uh-huh. you know, his birthday is at the beginning of the month and Captain's Comics is at the end, the Comics Expo. Mm-hmm. Dude, we had the best time. We could only be there a couple hours this year because he had um, rehearsal for a performance. He's got a musical coming up he's in. Right and um, so we had to go in and really, really look and that sort of stuff. But um, I'm wearing an awesome Famous Monsters of Filmland t-shirt with a creature from the Black Lagoon on it that I picked up there. Right on. Um, have you seen Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the live action movie? No. Okay. Well, um, it's really fantastic. Like, like the first one's good. The second one's even funnier, in my opinion. My like, my wife and I love the second one. Um, Jim Carrey plays Doctor Robotnik. You know, also known as Eggman. And right. there's a very specific type of jacket he wears. Well, so we're passing this booth, and uh, my son he sees the jacket. He's like, "Whoa." That's, that's, you know, Eggman's jacket from Sonic 2. I'm like, really? And I know what costumes typically cost, you know, this sort of stuff. And I know his budget. And I'm like, nah. I'm like, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at it later. Right. So we're, we're, we circle again. And he's like, well, let's, let's ask. Let's see how much it is. And so he asked. And I thought that they, like, I misheard them. And I'm like, I'm sorry, What? And they told us again, and my son's like, deal, because it was only 30 bucks. Uh-huh. And he, he, I was surprised, because I figured it was going to be closer to 100 because it was a pretty decent-looking, like, you know, a prop replica. And he's like, yeah. And so he put it on, and dude, he loves it. He wears it around the house. You know, like, it's... Oh, it's, it's great. It just, we, we just had so much fun there. Um, I also picked up our annual Godzilla shirts because we got those. Of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was a good time. And so that transitioned into the next thing. Um, did you know that on March 22nd, and this is hosted by Fathom Events, 
for one day only here in the U.S., they're going to have Godzilla's uh, Tokyo SOS. Like in the theater? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Hey, I, right, I bought tickets for me and my son. I Excellent. can't wait. Yeah. Excellent. We're so excited. <laughs> so excited. Yeah, I would be too. Yeah. Like, like I, uh, the last, okay, let's put it this way. The, the last non-big budget Godzilla that I would have seen would have been Godzilla 1985, Right, okay. which was Godzilla Whoa. 1984, but Americanized, and they brought um, Orson Welles and all that sort of stuff back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really excited to see this in the theater. I'm like, man, this can be fun because this is still Sumation, you know. Because mm-hmm. I think it's early 2000 for this one, and then um, April 13th. Is this happening up in Canada? But Metallica is having a uh, worldwide listening party for seventy-two seasons. Have you? Did you see that? Uh, yeah, but I never really gave it much thought. What's going on there? Well, um, basically, you buy your ticket. You're going to go to the movie theater, and I guess we're going to see hear the album. Oh, okay. And there's probably some sort of concert film or something with it. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what to expect, but it's the same theater that I saw when they played S&M 2 in the theaters. Oh, okay. Um, so that was a great time. I'm like, might as well go do this. And so I have that ticket already. And, then, dude, irony of all ironies. And my old house had a neighbor on each side of me that I never talked to when they moved in. Well... As I've been outside moving, like the one neighbor on the one side, I saw him going to his truck with a guitar. I'm like, dude, you play? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I started a little bit ago. I'm like, oh, man, what do you got? So then um, we started talking guitars. And then when we're having the yard sale, the neighbor on the other side, who was also moving, he's like, dude, did I hear you play guitar? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, I play guitar. I'm like, no. And he's like, yeah, Metallica's my favorite band. And just... We had so much to talk about. And so I think I'm going to end up seeing him at the um, Metallica listening party. Right so, on. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool, man. Like, like I've, I've got a lot coming up in the next month here. Okay. Now, it was busy the week that I moved. And Obviously. There were, um, and honestly, even the week before, there were a couple of bands that came through. Um, uh, that I really wanted to see that I ended up skipping out on. But there's one that I didn't realize, and this one really hurts because it was like five minutes from my house. Harley Flanagan and the Crow Mags. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, Har- Har- Harley's not my favorite person for reasons, okay, that we all know and all Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But... I would go to that. I I have Har- I have Harley oh. solo stuff and, and all that. And... I, I feel the same way, but I would still go just for the fact of his legendary status in the New York hardcore scene. Right. You know. Right. And my another one of my old neighbors. That's how I found out is I saw his pictures the next day. I'm like, how how did I not know? Because the, where they were playing, it it was. It was not like like any major venue. It was just a bar. So it would have been easy to hang out with him and talk. And I'm like, son of a bitch. 
I'm so bummed, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, we all have that constant regret, that yeah. show show regret, that in the interview regret, and all that. That's, yeah. yeah, well, and and you know how how in often bands come through here, right? Like mm-hmm. one of the bands was coming through was a. Um, was a psychobilly surf rock kind of band. I skipped that one. And that was mostly because I was so worried about getting sick the week we were moving. I'm like, I was going out in public. I'm like, I need to stay bright, you know? Yeah. And then I didn't even know Cro-Mags were here. I'm like, oh, man. Because I would have loved to have seen that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's going on. Um, Nicholas was helping me bring my records back over across from my mother-in-law's and he dropped them three times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was tough because the, the box of records was so heavy. Like we're actually trying to use, use the dolly and I'm like, okay, you need to put your, your hands on here, pressure. We're going to tilt this back. You got it? Yeah, I got it. No. Plop. You know? <laughs> and and then, like, I'm like guy. you need to have a hand on this. And then he's laughing. I'm like, okay, I know you find it funny, but you have to understand there are records in here that I've had since I was your age. And if they're broken, uh-huh. I'm going to be devastated, pal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be devastated, you know? So, thankfully, everything looks okay, you know. But, right. yeah, I just thought it was funny. I'm like, what am I going to do, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the trials and tribulations. Yeah. Yeah, it's been crazy, dude. All right. So, last thing. Um, Nana War of Steel. How the hell did I not hear about this band? Um, I'm really like, I know they just dropped a new record and all that, but I'm not too, I'm not a hundred percent on board either. I I still have yet to really, like, I've seen the name around for a number of years, I believe, but. Well, when I saw yeah. Nana War and I saw, especially for this new album, because it was called Dislike to False Metal or something like yeah. that. <laughs> and, and obviously because that was a Man of War album, Death to False Metal, you know, and it's it's just so funny, and I'm looking at the pictures, and they're just taking the piss out of everything. And I just I'm listening to songs, and there's like the disco metal, and and everything's really good, but I'm not sure how they even get quite in the metal genre, because um, they're about as you know metal as Eagles of Death metal. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, what a fun band! Uh, so much, yeah, dude, so I want to get fun. in on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so much fun, band. So definitely check out the new the new album. Um, I just there's so many great, fun, tongue in cheek titles, uh, whether it's an album title or a song title. Like I'm, ju- I was just cracking up reading it all today. Right on, right yeah. on. Yes, it's something I need to check out as well. Yeah, some good stuff. So, thanks, what's going on with you, man? Me. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, what's going on? Well, with myself, like I said, I've got, you know, about three, four weeks of stuff here to kind of cherry pick from. I guess first and foremost, um, checked out a really cool show. The good folks 
at Ninja Cat Productions here in Winnipeg were uh, brought in Canadian death grinders, the legendary despised icon. Here's a band hasn't been in Winnipeg for like 13 years now. And they're from Montreal. So, you know, you would think, you know, they we would have been seeing them more more than once over the the last little while but i guess kind of inactivity with within the band and all that but definitely due to see them because i remember like the for the last time they were here those 13 years ago and it's like yeah shit it's been <laughs> it's definitely been a while and it was being put on not only by ninja cat not only with us but um Matt, the uh, vocalist for the Mighty Cryptopsy, he has his own um, podcast going, uh, like dealing with like um, the independent breweries, the beers, yeah, and metal. Like you'll recall that that um, that chat we had with Chris Dodge from Spaz, and he has the same idea in Decibel Magazine where he talks about these brews and. And all that. And of course, we had our own little beer episode where we did the taste test of various different beers and 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 all that. So yeah, that's basically Matt's Matt's podcast. Vox 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 and Hops. I believe it's called really cool stuff. And of course, it's always cool when Matt's in town as well. Um so yeah, maybe we'll get to a little bit of despised icon in a little bit uh hit the record shops myself like i said and picked up some cool stuff first the vinyl guy was in planet of sound another really great you know shop that i'm you know every saturday afternoon i'm in there shout out to dave and kathy really great people and i'm in the vinyl section but i haven't got to the stuff on the you know on the the new arrival rack yeah okay and there's some other people in front of it so you know you got you can't just you can't just push people out of the way you know <laughs> sometimes i want to like when they're taking too long in front of us in front of a section where i know there's a record there okay and someone's taking their sweet ass time, and it's like if you touch that fucking record, you know, I'm gonna, <laughs> you know. So I kind of had to wait until this young couple was done. She says to him, "Oh, here's the Ramones," and that that perks me up. And he says, "Well, you got to be a little more specific than that." And that was kind of the end of the conversation. The second. They moved out of that little section. I went over there and I grabbed Today Your Love, Tomorrow the World. It's no. old, yeah, it's a live recording from a 1978 um, broadcast from San Francisco. All right, so it's like, yeah, I just, you know, mine, really cool stuff. Teenage Lobotomy, Blitzkrieg Bop, Sheena's a punk rocker. Which, ah, I feel like such a knob. Okay, you know that feeling when there's a piece of trivia or something that you should know and you don't? 
Yeah. And when you find out, you kind of look around to make sure no one noticed that you didn't know this. <laughs> so it's all in the head, you know, but um, Sheena is a punk rocker. Okay, great song. Love it. Yeah. Sheena is actually, in the song, is actually the Sheena of the jungle. Going back to the 50s and all the comic books and all that. Oh. Like, yeah. I, I know. Why didn't I know that? Why didn't yeah. you know that? I feel like I should have known that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like, felt like such a nod, but yeah, it's it's a fantastic record. So I want to thank that young couple for just, just brushing it off because... I wouldn't want to have to roll them in the parking lot for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As I was grabbing the zombified record from the other shop, I found a vinyl copy of Kisses Animalize. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, this is... Um, I never had the Lick It Up album, and I never had Unmasked. <laughs> Okay, so basically the Animal Lies record, and this was what, 1984, I got it in my hot little fists here right now. This was basically my unmasked album, shall, shall we have, like I had the cassette years ago, and I remember just just hanging out with friends just in the old old fashioned cassette ghetto blaster, you know, <laughs> out on the street cranking that so many great memories never never had it on vinyl so i've had the chance it's like i tell you man so underrated oh it's a great record that, that's my it's first kiss record. record oh okay right on right on yeah okay heaven's on fire is a great yep. single burn bitch burn was a was oh, a favorite from back then so good but i forgot just how cool like even though it was a single like thrills in the night yep it's a fantastic song like the whole side too it's like wow wow this 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 was absolutely amazing so and it really it really didn't it really wasn't that much it was un, it was under 20 bucks so okay cool 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 Another real cool thing here before we get into some music and all that you're familiar with um, almost famous the movie. Oh yeah. You know, I'm sure you've seen it a couple times and you mm -hmm. understand what it's all about. I found a really cool um, director's edition, expanded edition, whatever you want to call it, box set of the movie with the director's cut. There was an, like an extra half hour worth of footage and all that. Of course. There's different, you know, it's a two two DVD set. But the selling point to this for me, and although I was kind of familiar, you know, obviously familiar with some of the songs, but the band, the focus of the Almost Famous movie was, of course, Stillwater. Yeah. Okay, and you go online and you can hear songs like Fief, Fever Dog and, and all that. What was really cool about this is it comes with a CD EP of about six Stillwater songs, including Fever Dog, Love Thing, Hour of Need. It's like, and it's, and like I really dug the band from the movie, mm -hmm. but this, this kind of just cemented it. That's awesome. Like, 
Like, Stillwater has become, like, one of my favorite bands now, <laughs> now you know. And, um, and once again, like, this didn't connect when I was watching the movie, you know, that, but when you play it, when you play the songs independent from the movie in their own little release, I never really noticed just how much Stillwater sounded like Bad Company from the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah. you know, because it's in a different format, sh- shall we say? But when you sit down, you got the headphones on, and you're staring at the wall, listening to what's basically new music. You pick up on things that you didn't normally the first time, and it's really cool. It's absolutely really cool. Let's. Oh, oh shit! Oh, I almost forgot another really cool. DVD CD box set that I picked up was um, Live Live from the AstroTurf by Alice Cooper. Okay, now what this is, it's like I said, it's a it's a live CD documentary Blu-ray as well. 2015, the original Alice Cooper band, Dennis Dunaway, had written a book about being in the Alice Cooper band back in the early 70s when they were considered a band and all that. And part of that, part of that in promotion of the book, he was doing a book signing at this really cool record store in Texas. The original Alice Cooper band at Good Records in Dallas, Texas, the original Alice Cooper band was just going to, after the doing the book signing, was going to do a live show. Okay. And I, th- I thought, well, that's really cool. Obviously, Alice, you know, he's not going to be doing, like, a record shop. He's gone on bigger and better. Okay. Which is subjective. I get it. Well, sure enough, one song into this show and this recording... Alice himself comes out and for the rest of the show, you know, just picture an Alice Cooper concert at your favorite record shop. Dude, how cool is that? (laughs) That is just, that is off the hook. I had just this huge smile the whole show thinking, man, you know, like I remember like having Skeleton Witch come in at um, just not to, do a live show at the old war on music record shop, but they just came in to hang out and talk to, you know, and we, we put out the word, Hey, skeleton, Witch is going to be here. Come say hi, come hang out and all that. I thought that was really cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine Alice Cooper, the band hanging out at your record shop off the hook, right off the hook. Let's, Get into some cool tunes here. Dude, I'm stoked. So stoked. 80s um, underground meddlers out of L.A. Savage Grace are back with a new record. Sign of the Cross drops May 5th. So excited about this. The first single, Automaton, is already out and about on all the streaming and all that usual stuff. But um, yeah, I can't wait. For the whole record that the first single came across. 
across my desk. So let's get to that right now. Once again, the mighty Savage Grace with Automaton. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world for the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision
past weekend dude i did pretty good in the whole uh comic convention thing myself the c4 
con was going on up here in Winnipeg. Now, the big one, of course, is around Halloween when we're at the big convention center and all that. But throughout the throughout the 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 year, there's the smaller smaller ones in you know hotel and hotel ballrooms and smaller venues and all that. Well, the C four was in was was going on this weekend and i picked up picked up some cool stuff some awesome comics um some cool vampirella magazines and i'm glad you mentioned famous monsters okay because i found for a paltry six bucks a 1978 issue of famous monsters with a tuscan raider from from a new hope from star wars on the cover okay that's really good yeah oh wow it just took me right back as a kid and inside you know the protective bag was a uh, a special edition famous monsters issue from that time period all oh, on star so wars cool. all on star wars and they only wanted six bucks. That's three bucks each. I'm like, you sure? Yeah, it's I'm like holding, highway I'm holding robbery. You to it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm holding you to it. I'm holding you to it. While I was at the convention, I did hit one booth that they were selling some second secondhand CDs, and I found an album I hadn't had yet from the legendary GBH. Okay. The Perfume and Piss album. <laughs> Their 2010 record, courtesy of Hellcat Records. And G, GBH are back. They're um, doing a live tour to support the, um, the anniversary of the City Babies Revenge album. Really, really cool stuff. So I had to drop the title track from that. That was the mighty GBH with perfume and piss. And before that, got us, got my metal fix off and running. Despised Icon. And I decided, okay, well, here's a band. Been around for a long time. They've definitely got a pretty good back catalog. But I decided, let's go back. Let's do a deep cut. Their first record, Consumed by Your Poison, that was Despised Icon with Compelled to Copulate. Really, really cool <laughs> song title there, too. The Copulate Compels You! The Copulate Compels You! That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fantastic stuff. So, yeah, I had, I had this metal fix bottled up for a couple weeks here, man. <laughs> Which she was dying to get out. So glad we had the opportunity. Another thing that I've been absolutely dying to get out and to talk about is what's coming up on Record Store Day. This coming up, okay, April 22nd, which really, it's it's not that far off now. Now it's, just, it's right around the corner at this point. Yeah, yeah, and of course, our longtime listeners, you know, know that, like, what are the two most important days on the show? Halloween, Record Store Day. Yeah, like pretty this. much. <laughs> those those are our Christmases and, uh, and all that. So I'm stoked. I'm excited. 
yeah, there's a lot of criticism on Record Store Day, like, oh, this it's just a bunch of overpriced crap and 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 all that. But for guys like you and I, like the idea of Record Store Day is getting out, it's participating, it's going out, and then we do this all the time, anyways. Yeah, but it's just it's a thing. It's a thing that we really dig and enjoy, and I like the idea of finding these special releases, the thing to get you into all the independent record stores and criticize all you want. Not you, but you know, yeah, just people in general, criticize it all you want. The idea is to get people into the record shops, buying vinyl again, because it was just announced. I just saw yesterday. Vinyl has now taken over in 2022 taking over cds and sales now yeah 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 so that's that's a good sign i mean i don't think you know i don't think anything is going to replace streaming i think that is now in joe and jane averages the joe public's consciousness and all that like that's firmly in that now but if more and more people do get behind you know, things like Record Store Day and buying more vinyl, that just makes things easier for fanatics like you and I. Oh, absolutely. You know, then we get more access to to cool stuff and more shops open. And it's just, it's just all around great things. So that's why we love Record Store Day so much. It also gives us great copy on this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as well, because it is one thing that you and I like to do is when they announce the list at recordstoreday.com is we like to um, sit down, go over the list, and just have a good time sharing with all of these beautiful people listening exactly what we would be interested in. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pour another drink here because it's Friday night. That's going to give everyone an opportunity right now as you're listening to this. Recordstoreday.com. Go there. Okay. Give you a couple minutes. Da, 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 da. And find the um, the selection that, you know, for the list. I think it might say go to the web the web store, whatever, whichever you find it and find the, um, I'm trying to, uh, trying to multitask here. Sometimes it doesn't work for me, <laughs> but if everyone has their list up now, what you should see is, um, the very first, uh, Title at the top, Terry Collar, Hidden Conversations, Mr. Bongo, The Records. And let's jump into it. Page number one, my friend. As I'm going through it, the first thing I see, and I'm uh, going to make a list, get my pen and paper here. Okay. The first thing that jumps out at me, and I've got it on the must-have list. Okay, 
Agnostic Front. Obviously. Yeah. <clears throat> Agnostic Front. The United Blood Extended Sessions, courtesy of Bridge Nine Records. Now, what this is, is United Blood was one of their first EPs from way back in the day. You know, when those old guys were young. That's how long it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. When Vinny Stigma was just a was just a young pup when that when that record came out. And I don't have that in any format, but you know what? I think ah yeah, let's throw the good folks at Bridge Nine a couple bucks and get that onto uh yeah. vinyl. For sure, for sure. What so, do you got? Well, I need to call out the one right below that, right? Because it's the Almond Brothers band Live at the Syria Mosque in Pittsburgh, 1-17-1971. Now, that's a handful of months before I was born, but I was born in 1971. And um, the Syria Mosque, I never saw a show there, but it was a big deal for the, you know, the Pittsburgh scene. Um, John from Iron City Rocks, he's seen several shows at the mosque. Okay. Yeah, I never, I never made it to any of those. But um, I, just the fact that it's live at the Syria Mosque, I'm like, oh man, maybe I need to pick that up. You know, because it's not like I'm a crazy Allman Brothers fan, but just the fact that it's live in my hometown. Yeah, know? that's understandable. Right on, right on. Yeah, yeah. As as I go down a little bit further, I saw um a I saw Belinda Carlisle. Okay, you know she uh, like her heyday was was definitely solo. You know was in the eighties. Although she she put out a pretty kick ass record in the early nineties that doesn't get way enough credit that it should. But of course, our listeners would probably both most remember her from her you know her work with the go-go's okay now this record though when i saw the name i kind of got excited i i i I hit the link remixed and it looks like it was just a double record of you know the whole dance remix and stuff like that and it's like ah no no mrs snow is a huge fan of belinda carlisle and so am i Okay, if she was to hear these versions and I brought that into the house and made her aware of them, I don't think she'd be too happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> this show gets me in the doghouse enough as it is. I don't want to end up on the couch because of records I'm bringing home and all that. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to pass on this. What about this Eric Carr? Well, I was going to point that out because, again, right below Belinda Carlisle, um, I remember when Rockology, when I first started hearing about it, maybe in, a, a couple years ago, like in, because there's also been some Eric Carr documentaries, like real, like low budget stuff. But I mean, when you're a Kiss fan, um, and especially with Eric Carr, where that's my era of Kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this this is definitely on my radar. Not the CD version, but like the double LP version. Like that's what I'm going for. Okay. Hey, why would they even have a CD listing? What the hell? 
Well, I I think they're just trying to hit um, all the fans at this point. No, fair enough, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Do you have anything else on page no, one? No, not on this page. Okay, so let's make our way over to page two. Let's go up to the top here. What have you got going on? Do you have anything here that's kind of catching your eye? Well, I think the first thing that's that's jumping out here, and a few of these are kind of close, would be um, death, which is fate, the best of death. Mm-hmm. But then right below it, uh, live in Fresno, 1983 by Dio. Yeah, yeah, that kind of caught my attention. As well, as well, I just have to, like, was there not last year? No, maybe it wasn't a record store release, but last year, and I've seen these around, and it's just like, oh my god, you guys are kind of pricing me out of picking these up, but Dio live albums with 3D covers of Live at Donington. Oh, yeah. You know, and there was another one, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but both of these they're pushing like $70. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know how many records I could buy with 70 bucks? Yeah. You know, and then you have to get both of them, so after taxes, you know, you're looking at like 170 bucks for 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 two of them almost. And all that is like, you know what I can do with that? So, ah, you know what? Maybe okay, you know what? I'm writing this down. Deal live at Fresno. Good choice, good choice. Yeah, this would be cool. What about you, man? Uh, definitely on my must-have list, you go down a little bit. And, of course, our longtime listeners know that the Donnas is one of my all-time favorite bands. And this album, the early singles, 1995 to 1999, was when they were just youngins. And they're just, they were just start, they were just starting out and you could, you, you, you could tell they were basically a garage band at this time, but they had a deal with Lookout Records (laughs) as well. Like someone at Lookout had a lot of faith in them and, uh, and you, you could tell, you, you could tell. And it's just like, and there's a lot, there's some cool covers on on this as well that have just made the rounds over, over the years. And as a big Donna's fan, yeah, this this is at the top of my list. That's awesome, man. So, yeah, I'll definitely be grabbing that. Going down a little more. What do you see? Well, there there's a few things that are kind of catching my eye here like there's a willie dixon in here that i'm probably going to look at but um generation x's debut did you catch that one yeah that's uh well that's billy idol's first band yeah yeah and i it's funny like because obviously you know i knew about billy idol during the 80s i had no Mm. idea he had a punk band until um one of the girls I dated in college introduced me to him to Generation X. Oh, jeez! Yeah, we, we just never told you. I know, right? That's how it felt. <laughs> but um, th- you know, this album has "Ready, Steady, Go," 
which is probably mm. one of my favorite Generation X songs. Right on, right on. Okay. I just absolutely love it. So yeah, so that, so that one's on my radar too. Yeah, I'm gonna write that down. No, that not not at the top of the list, but yeah, because that's 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 how you have to do this. You know, you yeah you have to make a list and then you have your list of priorities. Oh yeah, uh, dude. So page three. Back up to the top. What do you see going down the list here so far? <sighs> Sorry, man. It's been a long, late week here. So, um, Hawkwind, The Iron Dream Live, 1977. 77, now, yeah. At, at this point, Lemmy would have been already out of the band, right? Because Motorhead oh, yeah. started 75. Mm -hmm. But still, it's just like, wow. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, no, that's that's definitely something that, and I honestly I don't have any Hawkwind albums. Yeah, I don't think I do either. I almost got one. You know, and I, unfortunately, I never got to see them live. They did come here. I can't remember why. Like just bef just before the pandemic and before we lost the dude. And and all that they did come here. I can't remember why I couldn't make it, and it's still kind of going on at me. Like that was definitely, like I said earlier in the show, you know, those regrets, those things that you miss, and they haunt you. And that's definitely kind of been a haunting thing, as you will recall. Last record store day, okay, because there was two of them last year. Okay, there was, you know, the one in April. I think there was one in July or some sometime in the summer. Was it July? I they've typically we get a summer one and then a Black Friday one. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And of course, I bought and I'm a big fan of Kitty. Okay, our longtime listeners know that all too well. And I copped a uh, my first vinyl because you know I finding Kitty on vinyl like has been you know <laughs> very very difficult shall we say so all of my Kitty albums were all on CD yeah. well last you know Black Friday record store day um, they released Oracle this time round I see until the end is available on vinyl here. So I'm definitely grabbing that. That's getting the asterisks for the top of the list. Along with the the other two here. What you got around here? Well, I'm, I'm looking through the list and there's a few things that are catching my eye. One of them being um, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, the the album with "I Hate Myself for Loving You." Yeah, up up your alley, up the yeah. alley. Yeah, yeah, not not top of the list, but I'm like, oh, it'd still be interesting. Um, but then towards towards the bottom there, <clears throat> the early rock and roll, Jerry Lee Lewis, live at the Palomino Club. No, oh. where is the Palomino Club? I do don't do know. Okay, because believe it or not, 
We have a Palomino Club here in Winnipeg. This is not it. It's not the same one. I'm quite sure sure of that because this record probably predates, or this gig, this Jerry Lee Lewis gig, probably predates our Palomino Club. <laughs> and all that. So I just, when I saw that, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Which I've never stepped foot into the PAL, which that's what it's called up here, the PAL. Yeah. Um, because it's kind of a meat market. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if I'm like, I've got no reason to be in, an, in, in one of those, like it's just bars in general. You asked me, do you want to go to the bar? Um, who's playing? Well, no one, it's just a bar. Um, no, I think I'll stay home and watch a hockey game or something. Yeah. That's just kind of not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Funny story with this one. Okay. Last time I was in um, Planet of Sound and talking to Kathy. Okay. Great, great lady. I love chatting tunes with her and all that. I kind of brought up Record Store Day and if they're going to be getting this and can I give a list? And she's kind of like, well, you know, we can't really do it that way. Okay, fine. She said to me, I bet you're looking for the Macho Man Randy Savage album, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I just, I just, I could, I cannot tell a lie. I said, yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what, and I, this record, you know, it, it's got some years behind it. And I haven't really heard much of it, but apparently it's supposed to be just wretched. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's supposed to be just because he's rapping. Like, like oh, yeah. that era. The, yeah. The macho man rapping and all that. Like, of course, all of our wrestling li li listeners and all that, they know who the macho man is. They know yeah. who Randy Savage is. And he's a big enough guy in the public consciousness that everyone should know who the macho man was. Well, apparently this record was just, just the shits of the drizzling kind, but I got to have it. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Even if I only play it once, cause it's so fucking bad. I, I need this. I need this. Yeah. So the Randy Savage be a man. Oh yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. <laughs> Uh, uh. Post Malone. You know, I was going to pick that one up because without him, we'd never have Ozzy Osbourne. No Ozzy. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So, I, as soon as I saw that, it's like if I mention that name, I know exactly what Aaron's going to say. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> never letting that everyone one go. else. Yeah. <laughs> everyone else. There's yeah, like thirty years ago, you had Jethro Tull. Fast forward a couple years, 30 years, and you have Post Malone. And these are all you have to do to a metalhead is say Jethro Tull. And everyone knows what you're talking about. I think it's going to be the same thing five years from now. Just say Post Malone and you're, you know, a metalhead will be like, oh, yeah, the guy who put Ozzy on the map. Yeah. Yeah. So page four. Yep. Uh, 
as I go down the list, um, oh, how did I not notice that earlier? Hmm. 12-inch picture disc of Molly Crew's version of Helter Skelter. Funny, I only saw that now as well. Uh, okay. So, speaking of Motley Crue and Helter Skelter, have you been watching the Pamela Pamela Anderson documentary on Netflix? No, no, and I I should. Well, it's fantastic, and because it's it's her telling her story, dude, she's really had a rough life, man. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. it it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that happened to her just as a very young girl. And no, no. yeah, just just the fact that you know she's still with us at fifty five to kind of give everybody the finger in this, which is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is is just something, right? That's just a testament to her her will to just you know keep keeping on. But yeah, it's de- definitely worth your time. Definitely check it out. But it's yeah. it's brutal, man. And I'm gonna go on record and say, barbed wire. Come on, people. That movie wasn't that bad. I haven't seen. I enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed it. it. Yeah, it's a good shoot 'em up. Come on, people are just, you know, they just, they just kind of like, ah, oh, Pam Anderson. It's not going to be very good. No, it's the Baywatch chick and all that. Well, just never mind that it's her. It's just, you know. Yeah. So the same thing with the since. Since it's kind, of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of th- thinking about that. But remember the movie Showgirls? Oh yeah, what a fantastic film that was! Yeah, what a what a great story and some amazing characters. And yeah, there was a lot of nudity and all that. But like, like that's a bad thing, people. Well, like, come on, the movie was fantastic. It was very intense, and it not was. just because of the nudity. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. that that's sort of, yeah. like um I, another one is Bookie Nights. Yeah, because oh, I sure. I remember somebody asking me they're like, "Well, how is it?" I'm like, "Oh, it's good, but it's intense." <laughs> and they mm-hmm. thought I just meant like sexually intense, and then they watch it and they're like, "Oh, holy shit!" Yeah, I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. like it's it's an intense film, man, but it's it's fantastic, but just wow, yeah. Oh, yeah. Going down a little bit further. Yeah, I see the Motorhead double live. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I still, this isn't the first time I think Motorhead, there was another, or maybe, maybe that's the same, because I know my shops have a double live Motorhead album that kind of came around a record store day. Did we ever discuss a live Motorhead record on past episodes like this? Um, I don't know because, like, I I feel like every year they put out lost tapes now. Yeah, yeah, uh, so which, which is good. Is it's it's a, it's yeah. a good thing to have, especially for Ernest Store Day. But um, because I I had the Motor Motorhead box set that was recorded like right before he passed. Oh, okay. You know, and that's pretty good. Um, did you see there's the 40th anniversary of that nice German woman that tried to warn us about the Chinese balloon? Yeah, that this is on my list. This is what I'm going to be picking up. I'm writing it down, putting the little asterisks. Yes, Nina's 99 Luft balloons. Oh, I have to buy that. 
I need yeah. this as well because this is this is still one of my all time favorite songs. I agree, dude. It's it's so well done. Just that bump, 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 bump. It's so good, man. And it was in a okay for a non-metal, a non-punk, non-hardcore band in the '80s. There was so much fluff in the pop scene, and yet here is this young lady coming up with something to say. There's a message behind this song, right in the middle of the Cold War, too. Yeah, forget that. Yeah, you know, and she's given a middle finger to everything and it's, it's it's a fantastic song and did you ever get any flack from anyone for playing luft balloons and not red balloons well no because um like well again i've talked about my schools before very very culture forward like just you know thinking and inclusive but um you know, our German teacher made it a point for us to understand Luft balloons versus red balloons and all this sort of stuff. You know, like oh, it, for sure. Yeah, it, it, and I think it was one of those things where you know, as a, t- a teacher, especially a foreign language teacher, to have a hit song in the language you teach, like that's heavy. It, yeah, like, like like could could you be any happier? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, because I had this seven inch single to this. I never had the Nina album. I've since bought it like maybe about a year ago, like the the full length. But um I had the seven inch red balloons, the English version was on the B side of the seven inch, and I would play the German because that's the original vision of the artist. Yeah. And I would have like whoever is listening, particularly like my brother, is like, "Why are you playing that? The English version? You play the English version? Well, because it's the English. I don't know why the English version exists. It shouldn't." You, um, I, I'm sure you've seen the movie Euro Trip, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Michelle Trachtenberger, man. There we go. That, that's I, <laughs> I figured. I figured because of that, right? Well, do you remember that in that movie, Goldfinger covers 99 Red Balloons? Yeah, yeah, and it's also on the um, Not Another Teen movie. Oh, maybe Sound, that was it. Okay. As well. Yeah. Well, my favorite part is that, you know, it's, they do it mostly in English, but they do, uh-huh. do a verse in German. In German, yeah. The first time, I, know exactly, I knew you were going to get to that. Yeah. The first time I heard that, I literally laughed out loud. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, same. expecting it and all that. (laughs) Oh, it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. As we go down, where are are we? A little more. Um, Peppa Pig. I, I keep teasing my son about this because he used to love Peppa Pig. I'm like, hey, right. there's going to be a special Peppa Pig album. You want me to pick it up for you? No, Dad. <laughs> I, I'm thinking because my good buddy Nin, Ninja Cat Jess, okay? Yeah. Her son, Oliver, okay, he watches the Peppa Pig. He's not quite old enough to fully comprehend and all that, but I love watching Peppa Pig with him. 
you know, whenever whenever I go there, I make sure I I hang out with the little big guy for a little while, and we love watching Peppa Pig together. And I says like, if, you know, I, if I find this record, I gotta buy it. I gotta buy it. Like it, I don't even think like Jess has a vinyl turntable and all that, but uh, at least at least just for me, like to have this. And then when when Oliver is older as a teenager. Okay, because I'm like cool grandpa and all that. I'm gonna give this to him. He's like Stanley for real. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, why are you giving me this? Well, when you were just a little squirt there, uh, we used to love Peppa Pig together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is the same guy I like to tell his mom, wait till he's eighteen. Okay, and I take him to his first strip club, and I have him. Jeez. I have him puking in the back alley, and <laughs> all you <know> that. <laughs> take him to his first baseball game and sneak him a beer. You <laughs> know that. that's that's my job. You know, I, well, I get all the good I guess. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I get I get all the good stuff. So yeah, Peppa Pig, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one that I saw here. I don't think this edition is giving me giving me anything that I really need, but the Susie Quattro record, Quattro. Like, yep, I, I saw have it. it. I have it on vinyl and all that. As I recall, it's not really giving me anything extra that I absolutely need. So we'll see. We'll see. It's on. It's it's on the list in the maybe. How about um, the Ramones Pleasant Dreams, the New York mixes? Uh, what is going on with that? What's I? I'm reading the um, description here because it's it's pretty sparse, but it just says original mixes by the album producer Graham Goldman, plus three additional songs not included on the original album, featuring alternative artwork found in the Warner Library. I'm like, okay, well that's kind of cool, but the songs. Okay. Dude, we want the airwaves. KKK took my baby away. Um, it's not my place in the nine to five world. She's a sensation and touring. Like all great tunes, dude. Right, right. And I don't think I have the original Pleasant Dreams. No, no. Okay, no, that's. Ramones. Pleasant. Cool, cool. Are we done on this page? Yeah. Okay. Everyone, page five. Oh, we're getting into the S's here. We're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Um, no, into the R's here. As I start to go down, I really don't see anything here that I really need. What about you? Yeah, nothing that's hit me, you know, like the Stones Beggar's Banquet, maybe. I almost bought a Stones record last year, and then I'm like, it was just a greatest hit. I'm like, do I really need this on vinyl? Right. You know, I'm trying to pick that out, but um, possibly the Kenny Rogers All In For The Gambler celebration, because that was a big part of my youth. Right. Me too, um, yeah. I remember my dad had a, like... Um, his greatest hits 
on eight tracks of Elton John, uh, Waylon Jennings, Kenny Rogers, and all that. It's like, I know all these songs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But other than that, nothing's really grabbed me on this page. No. No. Okay. The War Within by Shadows Fall. That'd be cool to get on vinyl, but I don't think that's absolutely um, too. Uh, too necessary as we go down some more no no i think i'm done with page five page six page six it is okay let's see back up to the top what do we got here not really stuff's not jumping out too much rocking and rolling from t-rex Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll put that on the um, the all the alternate list. Ah, as we go down a little more here, live from the grave, undeath from the good folks, our good buddies at Prosthetic Records. Okay, this is on the list. Yeah, yeah, I I I know, like I don't know how much of the current death metal scene you're following, but undeath is just they're they're the the underground darlings one of the underground darlings right right now and totally deserving what a great band oh it's awesome yeah yeah so i'm definitely gonna have to check that oh we're getting into the various now so unless i see like a cool soundtrack well so for me um there, there's a three right in a row here, right? So you've got Sun Records curated by um, Record Store Day, right? And so Sun Records is from Memphis, you know, gave us Elvis and so many other great recordings. Um, but you've got Howlin' Wolf, Johnny Cash, Carl Perkins on here, and that's just, just the first three. So oh, all right. I, I'd be interested to try that. The um, right below it, surfing the Great Lakes. Oh you know? yeah, okay. And then, dude, fifty years of TV's greatest hits, volume <laughs> two, with the Adams Family, Dragon, oh, okay. the Avengers, Six Million Dollar Man, Lost in Space, The Green Hornet, Xena, Warrior Princess. Holy shit. 30 yeah. Rock, Chuck, Peanuts, um, let's see here, Man and P.I., I'm just jumping around, The Bionic Woman, Chips, Teen Wolf, <laughs> like, Scooby-Doo, right, yeah, okay. yeah, I'm in, <laughs> yeah, like, like, that's, that's just a must, right? Okay. Yeah. And then for my maybe column is the um, the 40th anniversary of the Violent Femmes' first record. Oh, okay. You know, because that's yeah, the one that's... that has everything everybody knows. Right, right, right. And that's like that's not a band that I'm really too familiar with. Like I know who they are and I know the legacy and all that, but yeah. it just you can't be in everything. Yeah, and like I got into them because of that record, because of a dude I worked with. But then I started finding some deeper cuts that are way more fun. Okay. Um, like they're 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 definitely a fun band. Definitely, and it's something like I said, I should know. Yeah, 
But like you All said, right. you can't be in everything. Right, right. Page seven, the last one. And as I recall, there's one. Prom night there, two. There, there's one. Yeah, yeah. The only thing. Yeah. And this is on my list. Paul Zaza, who's, you know, a, um, a composer up here in Canada. He also did the original music for My Bloody Valentine as well um i want this i want this when i saw okay it's going to be part of record store day prom night two on vinyl it's like i haven't seen the movie since i was a teenager like that was yeah when mrs snowy and i we first started dating and all that and you know we're looking for a movie to watch well how about this and I'm a fan of the original, the early 80s slasher with Jamie Lee Curtis and Leslie Nielsen and, and, and all that. I loved that. We took this home and it's like, this movie's got fuck all to do. Like, this is just a sequel in name only. You know, it's more, it's more of a haunted school story than a slasher. Right. And, and, and all that. But when I saw, okay, the soundtrack... It's going to be available record store day. I looked up the theme song. I'm listening to it. It's like, okay, this is pretty cool. I need to get reacquainted with the movie. Well, yeah. And yeah. I remember most just the fact that it was Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night mm-hmm. 2. You know? Right. Because at the time, even though the song would have been older, Hello, Mary Lou was a very popular song still. You know, mm-hmm. Hello. Mary Lou. Mary Lou. Goodbye. Goodbye, heart. heart. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. You know. Uh-huh. So I had to get re-familiarized with this. So I, you know, I fired up the Shutter channel. Sure enough, it was there. Fantastic. And you know what? When I first saw the movie back then, I thought, oh, okay, that's cute. You know, because I was like, when it came to horror, if you, if I didn't see nothing but blood and boobs the whole show... You know, I was, you know, ah, this, whatever, you know, I kind of appreciated it now as, yeah. as it got older and all that. So, yeah, I, that's, that's definitely on the list. Right on, right on. So, yeah, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 15 records on my want list. I'm probably only going to end up maybe five because they're not all going to be available up here at all, at all my shops. And I understand that, but I'll take as much of it as I can because when it comes to music, I'm kind of a whore. (laughs) Likewise. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So let's kind of get into some, uh, record store day tunage. Let's drop a track. From that awesome old-time agnostic front EP, Vinny and the Boys with United Blood.
The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday nights on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Brocast podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Brocast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast... Or playing in punk bands. Or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums. Then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. Yeah. We put out a new record not too long ago called It's Time to Rise from the Grave. Have any of you heard that yet? That's what's up. Appreciate that. Gonna play a bunch of shit off that tonight. Here's another one of those songs. It's called Necrobiotics. I want to see you throw some fucking ass out there. Come on. Oh, what a good 
From that aforementioned live from the grave record, from the mighty undeath, that is Necrobionics. What a great title that is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're talking about the $6 million man and all that, and you're like Necrobionics and all that. It's like, ah, ah, I love the mind of a musician. Some really, really cool stuff. And I love the minds from this week's Cindy Spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. This week's indie spotlight and sorry dude we haven't had we haven't had an indie spotlight in a while now not just the fact that we were on holiday and all that but leading up to the holiday we just kind of you know yak 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 you know and we always sort of kind of ran out of time well fortunately we're going to take the time here because i discovered a kick-ass band out of the american midwest with a really cool band name as well abedonia hmm. really really cool yeah because like being an old school venom fan you know big ab big abedon fan their their drummer and all that so they just kind of expanded on that really really cool they got a new record dawn of the serpent out and when that came across my desk i gave it a spin Let's share this with our listeners. So without further ado, in tonight's Indie Spotlight, this is the mighty Abedonia with Holy Water.
that obviously was not a cover of Bad Company's Holy Water. Okay, obviously. I really don't think, you know, there's too much Paul Rogers. No, no, no. That Holy Water record would have been during the Brian Howe era. Ah, uh, I'm slipping, dude. <laughs> I'm slipping. It's okay. I've, I've, I've been off the I've been off the show way too long here, but uh, let's it's check okay, out Grandpa. Abaddon. Drink your insure. <laughs> there we are. There we are. And while everyone's having another drink, Facebook.com slash Abedonia and go on to Bandcamp, Abedonio.bandcamp.com. Excellent stuff. Well, my friend, so good to have you back. It's good batteries to be back, are, dude. Yeah, yeah. Batteries are recharged. Had a great holiday, but it's time to get back into the swing of things. Let's put you to the test again. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, hopefully the internet still works or nobody's <laughs> even hearing this. But this. let's just try RadioactiveMetal.org. All the episodes, past, present, and future. Facebook.com slash radmetal, right? That's where you're going to see pictures of Snowy posting all these different things he talks about. This is how I keep up with his record and comic hauls. Oh, dude, next time we need to talk about Metal and Monsters. Mm, um, right. But, so we've got that, um, at RadMetal666 on Instagram. That's where we also post pictures of the different finds and things like that. I feel like I'm missing one. I feel like that, no. So then RadMetal666 at Gmail, if you want to drop us a line. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Speaker, Spreaker, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. And then, of course, thanks to the fine folks at the Shiny Wizards Network, shinywizardsnetwork.com. We are also on Spotify, so you can check us mm -hmm. out, as well as a whole host of other podcasts uh, on shinywizardsnetwork.com. So check that out, and I believe mm -hmm. now I've hit it all. Right on, right on. Yes, yes. And the Shining Wizards over the past little while has expanded. Three great new shows up now has joined the fam so you're going to want to check that out dude on our way out um vancouver trad power meddlers gatekeeper have a great new record from western shores out let's uh go with the title track from that in the meantime and in between time that's it this has been a record shopping day episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.